One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Chris Pajak. This is Ian Young, and that there is the man, the legend, uh, Mr. John Machen. Um, we are here to talk about Liverpool against Burnley at Burnley at the weekend, Ian. Um, Burnley struggling a little bit at the moment, I think it's fair to say. I quite enjoy you know, because I'm not the biggest Burnley fan ever. Um, it's one of them... Even fixtures. Burnley fans aren't the biggest <laughs> Burnley fans ever anymore because the style of play. It's one of them fixtures, isn't it? When you see it coming up, you just drop your head and you go, oh, here we go. Um, this season, they're struggling to be what Burnley do, which is a physical team that get points. They're not doing that. They've turned into what Burnley you'd expect from like 1996 where you just go all over them. Hopefully, that'll be us at the weekend. We really, really should be far too much for Burnley. Um, and I hope we just come away with three points and keep our run going. Yeah, I think, John, obviously, they are struggling. You mentioned off camera, they've got one win in 20. <laughs> but what they have got is 11 draws. So they're still quite difficult to beat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their only uh, weapon at the moment, is is not conceding as well as not scoring. The number of nil-nil draws they've had is phenomenal. Um I mean, their last three games have been draws, two of which were nil-nil. Yeah, and the other one was United, one all, wasn't it? United, one all. Yeah. Uh, so they came back from one nil down in that. So obviously there's still a bit of fight in them. Uh, or they just hate United, one or the other. Or United um, is shit. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. I mean, I, I feel a bit sorry for them because... Um, Not United, it, Burnley. Just Burnley, so. Burnley, <laughs> yeah. My God, Burnley. Um <laughs> Because their their top goal scorer went away to Africa for six weeks. <laughs> We've all been and, there, haven't we? And I don't think he played. <laughs> really? If he played, he only played once, I think. And he's come back and they're really... I've read this earlier on. He, they're actually complaining about he's not fit because they've actually he trained. <laughs> and they haven't trained properly to our, you know, to the Premier League standards. Oh, Christ. Um, so um, I feel a bit sorry for the. This is a team who's not scored any goals in there. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't laugh because it's going to end up biting us on the arse, this, isn't it? But uh, we mentioned the, the, the not scoring, not conceding. By comparison to the other sides around them, so they've conceded 28 goals. I'm just going to bring the Premier League table up in front of me now so you can all see this. They've conceded 28. The next best defensive record is Brighton all the way up in ninth. I mean, that's a, that's a different now. Obviously, the goals scored, they're the worst in the league, I believe, 28. Oh, Brighton. Is that Brighton again? Oh, no, that's... A, oh, there we go. No, Brighton. 
17. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. Oh no, Norwich. Norwich don't score goals either. So this is the problem for Burnley, as you mentioned, John. It's it's they don't score, they don't concede, but they are going to be tough to break down regardless. Yeah, well, it makes sense, doesn't it? If you can't score goals, well, just stop the opposition scoring any. So if you get a point a game all season, you're not that far off being safe. Yeah, but of course, that hasn't points. worked for them yeah. because they're so far below everyone else. You know. this, I mean, I think, Ian, I'm sure you'll probably have watched the, the game against Manchester United. That Vergost looked, he looked a little bit Andy Carroll to me, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I could see him causing some sides problems. And when he started to drop deep against United, I thought he started to link play quite well. He was that good. He made Harry Maguire tackle his own player, which was, which was wonderful to watch. Um, I, I I think I think he I think if anybody's going to pose his problem, it'll probably be him. Maybe Jay Rodriguez as well if he comes in. Um, Burnley are what they are. They're a big physical team. I think wherever Sean Dice goes, whenever he ever takes the choice to leave Burnley, wherever he goes, he'll make them a big, tough, physical side because that's Sean Dice. That's what he does. That's what he was as a player. Um, they're going to they're going to be hard to break down, but we should have the tools and the minerals to do it if we haven't got the team we haven't I'd be a, bit, a little bit disappointed on Sunday if we haven't done that um, because one thing that I used to worry about when we played Burnley was Burnley would out battle us now if you watch that Liverpool team last night I don't think there's many teams that are going to out battle Liverpool now mm. because of the way we are when you've got Fabinho in there and you've got Van Dijk in there and we might make a change we might bring Canate in because of how physical Canate is Canate might come in to trying to out physical Burnley um, you've got options there now um, but yeah I th- I think we've got enough to do I hope we've got enough to do yeah I think John for me look, we're going to talk about Liverpool's options and stuff in the, in, in the second half of the show but what can we bring from last night's game against Leicester and and, and what learnings can we take forward to take to take Burnley on I don't know if, if it's anything particularly from from Leicester. It's just the we the way we play is always aggressively, mm-hmm. and we're always on the front foot and we're always pressing high up the pitch. And you know what's probably going to happen with Burnley is they're going to sit deep, and they're going to try and get away with it. You know, um, and they're going to make life difficult. I mean, didn't they beat us last year or something ridiculous? Weren't they the ones and, who? Broke our Anfield record yeah, in the lockdown. Like yeah. So I think we've won the last two games, yeah. three 0 and so two 0 maybe. They're, they're a difficult side to play. I mean, they're they're not a likable side anymore. I always used to quite like Burnley. You know, I mean, it was a great away game when I was young. That was the one of the <coughs> easiest away games to get to. So you always wanted them in the same division. Um, and the you know town's a nice little town and all. You know. It was a, a, a nice team to watch. They were a very good side, actually, in the 60s. They were probably the second-best side in the country. Uh, and they've steadily just become this horrible side who who just nasty and dour. And I think Sean Dyke's another one of these guys. We were talking about Leicester and Rodgers before. That He's probably stayed, outstayed his welcome. He should have probably left about three years ago. Yeah, he's... He's run out of ideas. He, he's just... He's had so few tools to work with in, in the money side of things. I mean, yeah, yeah. by far the lowest wage bill in the league, and it has been for a long time. He's sort of been... Sp- There's only so long you can spin plates for, isn't there? Yeah, so, I mean, the, they'll always be disciplined... They'll always know how to defend and they'll always throw a high ball up 
you know, to, to try and get on a, a header or whatever. And they got rid of Chris Wood, and now they brought in someone who's even taller and probably better in the air. Um, so, you know, that's what you can expect, really. Uh, and I'm just hoping that we have the skills to break them down and score. Mm-hmm. I think if we score reasonably early, it'll be fine. The longer the game goes on without a goal, the more difficult the game's going to get. OK, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty now. We're going to talk about Liverpool. Before we do, we've got a trivia question. Uh, so what former Liverpool player played his final Premier League games for Burnley in 2019? A little bit different to the normal question. I've put a bit more time and effort into this one. So you can mull that one over while we have a, a word from our ultimate fan, uh, and Mr Paul Machin, uh, who is thoroughly enjoying this game. Hey everyone, Mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Red Men Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to theredmentv.com. Sign up and join us on Redmen Plus. What former Liverpool player played his final Premier League games for Burnley in 2019? Now, nobody in the comments that I've seen has put an answer in for this. There's been one guest that I've seen uh, from Jen LFC, one of our YouTube members. Thank you, Jen, who guessed Flanagan, who did play for Burnley, but not his last... In fact, you know what? You might be right. I didn't (laughs) check whether Flanagan (laughs) played his last Premier League minutes for Burnley because he might have gone to Scotland after that. Uh, I should probably check that but we're just going to ignore that answer and say (laughs) that it's wrong for now in fact no we'll ignore it I haven't seen anybody answer this question in the comments at all including (laughs) you JNLFC okay Uh, what I have seen is my good friend you've got a friend in me who's happier with my jumper selection for today's (laughs) show after calling me out on the last uncensored match build up show Uh, and Owen Leonard has just come in with Crouch JNLFC comes in first answer for Jen she says Crouch and Dillard Wyatt Brown says Crouch, you three are all correct. Ian also got it correct in the studio in our break. Um, so there you go, Joe Wolfall as well. Crouchy, well done. Well done. Uh, obviously, he was at Stoke, uh, went on loan to Burnley. I think he made six sub appearances, something like that, and then went back to Stoke and played in the Championship to finish his career. So, well done. Uh, if you got that, give yourselves a big pat on the back or a slap on the face. It's up to you. Whatever you prefer, the tickle. Or what? Um, so, <laughs> Liverpool side of things now. It's Sadio Vane, Henderson, both available for this game. We've got a tweet um, coming up soon, I think, I hope. Um, from David Lynch who says Sadio Mane and Jordan Henderson Ian he didn't actually say Ian are available for Liverpool's trip to Burnley Jürgen Klopp also confirms no injury problems for Divock Origi or Joe Gomez we've got a full squad scary that isn't it when was the last time we could say that when was the last time we could ever say we've had a full squad I can't ever remember it Um, pre-Covid maybe yeah Maybe. And then Matip or Lovren or Joe Gomez would have been injured. And when you look at the squad we had last night, it's only getting improved. It's going to be improved by Sunday. And and it's a good time to be a Liverpool fan, I think. I think the hardest job we've got as Liverpool fans is selecting 
Well, it'll be our first 11 on Sunday, cause it, which is down to you normally, so... Yeah, it, and it is down to me today, which is why I'm here to ask you your opinions and get help from my Star 11 <laughs> prediction later on, which is why I love doing the uh, build-up show before you do it. So, John, what do you think the Star 11's going to be later for today? Well, the defence picks itself. I think that's, you know, I don't think it'll be changing Just for that clarity, tell me the four that you're thinking. Trent Alexander-Arnold, you, me- you remember him? Yeah. I think we've got a pen <laughs> unrelated. Joel Matip. Okay. The superstar. Uh, Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson. Okay. That's Scottish fella, you remember him? Yeah, I'm Bruce. Uh, up front, Bad Mars Bars. Mo Salah's going to start because he'll kill Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> um, Jota has got to play because... He's just phenomenal at the moment. Mm-hmm. And on the left wing is going to be Diaz. Okay. Midfield three? Midfield three is tougher. Yeah, but... It'll be Fabinho. Okay. Now, Henderson will play if he's fit. Then it's a question of do you go tough and play Thiago, who may not have another game in him after Thursday. May come a bit quick for him. Or do you go a bit more expansive, trying to break down 11 men? You might need Curtis, you might need Harvey Elliott. I'm going Harvey Elliott. Okay, if you could just clip that out for me, Tom, and put that up as the starting 11 (laughs) prediction, that would be absolutely fantastic and save me a little bit of time later on in my day. Um, I like the sound of that, to be honest with you, Ian, do you? Yeah, I do. I just think the one change I think might, I think Canati might come in just because it's Phyllis Casualty. Um, I don't think there'll be too much of Matip coming out with the ball against Burnley because they'll just try and break his legs, which is what they do. Because I like the Northern Wimbledon. Um, but I'd, I'd go with Dan. I think Harvey Elliott might get his first start on um, Sunday. But I think Canati might get this out just ahead of Matip because they might keep Matip for the Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. That, that that's an interesting point, actually, isn't it? Is is how you know it's such a big game now. We're into the business end of the Champions League season. You can't take any chances with that game, and you know, with the greatest of respect to Burnley, they're twentieth in the league. Klopp's been rotating all season long, no matter the opposition, because he trusts his squads. Is there anybody that you think you know what you mentioned, Thiago? There, John, is he the guy that maybe you think I'll save him for Inter Milan? Definitely, yeah. Anybody else? I have a, oh, I have a sneaking feeling Jimmy Milner will be in the in the mix for Inter Milan because um, he likes him in away games in in uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose there's an argument to keep Hendo for for Inter Milan as well, but I think he'd probably play both. It's that experience of being there and and going through what a. Well, and I think Harvey Elliott, you know, probably leave him out in Milan. Um, and Bobby come in, I think, probably for Inter Milan as well. But and I like the Mane. Mane might well get a shout in Inter Milan. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, okay, so, you know, I think one of the things that I wanted to talk about, Ian, in this show is, is certainly the midfield options that we've got. John sort of alluded to it there. I mean, we've got every type of midfielder now. I mean,. How does Jürgen make a decision on who's the best midfield three? Because I can't pick our best midfield three anymore. If you, if you do look back earlier in the season, everyone was complaining about how light we were in the midfield and because apparently we've got all these injury-prone midfielders that never get to play and blah, 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 blah. And I've never seen such a packed central midfield area that when you, 
when you consider that years ago you only played two central midfielders and we played three, if we'd be playing two central midfielders now, we'd be in a lot of trouble because not many of them be getting games. I think Sunday he'll go with the more physical side. I think I think Elliot might come in just because he has a little bit of tricks and he can he can find little spaces. He can he does the not make doesn't he? And I think we're going to need that. We're going to need someone who's a little bit intricate, almost Coutinho like. And I think Harvey Elliott does that well. So I think if we bring him in, and then you'll have Fabinho and maybe someone else someone else physical in there. I'm, I would imagine it would be Fabinho and Henderson and Elliott um, Le. Henderson and Fabinho be physical and let oh, Elliot man. just dive in and, in and out of the spaces and try and find space for Mo Salah. Yeah, I mean Mo Mo's going to be key as well, isn't he? As, he? as he always is, John. You know, low block side. They're not going to they're not going to show any. Well, they don't want to get out. They don't want to try and score goals. It's not what they do. They want to hit, hit you, maybe get what get a lucky one. Almost, he's gonna to have to break he likes them down. To occupy defenders. Well, you know that's what he does. He's just on the pitch. He's occupying three defenders, Mo. Uh, and I think I think in their last game they played um, the guy, the, their top scorer on the left, uh, on the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, Cornet. That's him, yeah. I think he was absolutely dreadful defensively. I think he's uh, a doubt as well, you know. Is he? Well, I think so. um, it's probably a good thing then for his sanity because Mo and Harvey Elliott would destroy him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got I've got it up in front of me now, um, just uh, injury table. Um, Maxwell Cornet, we need to get him through games and not break him. It's not a serious one, but he was cramping up. We have to be careful. We can't keep losing players. Currently being assessed 75% chance of playing. So, you know, not much of a doubt, but if they're playing the long game, and they should be playing the long game with Liverpool at the weekend, maybe it's a game where you go, Liverpool's a bit of a free hit. Let's save him for the next 10 games. Let's not make sure his injury gets worse. Yeah, I mean, I think their priority is going to not lose. Yes. You know, but for them, you know, this this is a game. If you can get a, a draw out of it, then it's actually a point in in the bag for you. You know, you, you know, you're playing. They were playing Norwich or they were playing Wolves or whatever. They'd think, oh, we've got to try and win this. I don't think they'll have that thought against Liverpool. I think they'll try and survive. They're not going to come out until <coughs> they concede. That's, yeah. a, that's when they will come out. And they're not even at 1-0. If they concede in the first minute, they're not coming out until 70 minutes at 1-0 no, even, are no, they? That's just not that's what they right. do. One of the things that I do want to ask about, I think I saw it on Twitter. I think it was a mate of ours, Sudden Scouser, actually, um, who'd said, who misses out on the bench? Because, you know... Suddenly you've got too many players Christ, on the bench. Yeah. I mean... You name and seven subs and you've got too many. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's look at the midfield options alone. you got Fabinho, you've got Henderson... You got Milner, you got Cater, you got Ox, you got Curtis, you've got Thiago, Harvey you've got Harvey Elliott. Elliott. Have I missed anyone there? I mean, Morton's obviously a backup. Yeah. DM and and uh, Ox. Ox. Ox ten. Right. So you could pretty much name a three-man midfield and nearly fill your bench. Yeah. With I think, midfielders, if you wanted. I, I think Milner will always get in there because of his ability to play the two full-back roles yes. he needed. So he'll always be on the bench. I think. It's only ever going to be one now between Ox, Cater, um, Minamino. And Minamino, because uh, it's only going to be one of them three. Because um, you're going. And I think Curtis will probably get the nod now, because I think he has 
the better ability to go out wide if, need, if he needs yes. to come on as a wide attacker I think he's probably a better option than Ox whereas Ox I think does his best work from centre midfield so I think you're looking at Curtis being there Milner Milner can play so many positions so you do it's valuable on the bench, on the bench. but even yeah. like obviously it was more valuable when it was seven subs, but it's still something the clock rate. I mean, let's say it's not to start with it. You're going to have Kelleher on there. Yeah. You're going to have a out and out centre half. So let's yeah. say Kanate or Matip. Yeah. You're going to have Chimacas because he likes to. He likes Chimacas there. You'll take Milner as your right back cover. There's four of the nine already. Yeah. And then you know we've not even got onto midfielders yet. You know you and could have happens. conceivably Mane and Diaz on the bench right. or. I think Mane will be on the bench, and therefore, you know that, that you'll, your options are limited because he'll, he'll definitely be somewhere <coughs> in the squad, won't he? And if he's not, then it would be Diaz on the bench. But I can't see Mane playing straight away. I don't think he's been back long enough to get. No, and if he didn't start out. Salah on Thursday, he's probably not going to start Mane no. on, on Sunday. Especially after the bang to the head, the other the off gone as well. I mean, no, we played the game after, but he. Concussion and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to be really wary. I think once he gets back to the axe, that'll be really closely looked at. That because I don't think they've looked at it as closely as they would have done when he was at Liverpool. You want him chomping at the bit as well, though, don't you? I mean, Just he's gone away. Team. Liverpool have all of a sudden signed someone in his position. He's going to come back. He's going to be buoyed by the fact that he's, he's full of confidence. He's full of confidence, yeah. but also if you can just hold him back a little bit. You get him chomping at the bit to get back into this side. Right, I've got to go and prove myself now. I've got to show everyone I'm better than Diaz. I've got to get goals. I've got to try and force my way back into a side. It's my position. I want to go out there and I want to prove it, John. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's probably probably going to win the next African Footballer of the Year, isn't he? It's him or um, now. You know, well, I think he, if you look at the competition, he, he was far the best best player out there. Um, better than Mo in terms of his performances, yeah. particularly when, as, as you said, he had a bang on the head and had concussion. Still scored <laughs> after that, um, so um, he's he's going to be full of himself. He's going to be desperate to get on the pitch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and show what he can do. We're going to look at some of the fixtures now. Then uh, I've got them up in front of me here um, from the weekend's game. We'll have a little talk about some of the upcoming fixtures, and you can see there that Manchester United have got Southampton at twelve thirty. Um, the other big one it's a big game for Everton Leeds United um, Manchester City Norwich obviously at 5.30 at Norwich um, uh, look Manchester United Southampton John Southampton much better side than than people realise I, 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 I thought I, you were going to say United then no, <laughs> I was going to agree well, United, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I saw some of their game at Tottenham and all the all the commentators before the game were saying oh no Tottenham are going to walk this you know, Tottenham much better side and all the rest of it. Southampton were far far better than Tottenham all night um, and they, they do surprise a lot of people because no one expects them to be that good um, so I think they'll beat United Okay, uh, Everton Leeds. Obviously, you know we looked at the Premier League table earlier. We know that Leeds are just ahead of Everton, four points ahead. I mean, it's a huge game, and I personally like it's a it's a must win for Everton. I think I think because if Everton don't win that, and I don't mean avoid, I don't think it draws any good it's got, either. It's got four all written all over. They, the they, they need they need to win that because if they don't win that, they're dragged right into trouble. I think Everton. I think I think Leeds will leg them. And I think that's the one thing that Everton aren't good at. They're not. They're not. They don't care. They're not running around like Leeds aren't a very good side, but they're going to work hard. 
they're going to continue to go right right until the end. It, it you've got to be concerned, Everton. If you're an Everton fan at the moment, I mean. I don't really want them to go down, and you know I've said this a lot now. Yeah. I, I like them in the tenth to sixteenth with no hope whatsoever. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Irrelevance is perfect. Go down, they win thirty games, they feel good about themselves. I don't want that for Everton football club. I want them irrelevant in the Premier League, <laughs> but in the Premier League, crucially, um, <laughs> Norwich, Manchester City, <sighs> Man City one nil up, John. After how long? Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> True, isn't it? But this is this is the thing. When they're a half five kickoff, as much as I tell myself, John, that I'm not going to watch it, I switch on. At least <coughs> they've got they've the scored, de- exactly. Turn it off. At least they've got the decency to do it early because you could watch 85 minutes like United is, used to do. If, even if half an hour's gone and this nil nil, you know it's still going to end up five or six nil. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they win six nil. Um, other other fixtures then. Um, Notable ones, obviously Liverpool Burnley, two o'clock Sunday, we know that. Um Tottenham Wolves could be an interesting game. Leicester West Ham. West Ham looking solid again, Ian. Yeah, I think I think West Ham will win that one. Um you said it years ago, Moyes is a football genius, isn't he? <laughs> but this way. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think West Ham look really good. The only thing is, I think if they can add a bit more consistency to the game, they could be, I'm not going to say they're going to be one of the best t- teams in the league, but to be there and there about every season. I think he's done really well, Moyes. I think after the United job, I think he's built his... Um, he's built himself up again. He looks like a decent manager again now, and I think if bigger jobs come on, if he wants to go and try that again now, do you think he'll be given an opportunity? I think I think he will in the future. Yeah, I think he's shown what he can do. Um, I think Everton could have done worse than bringing him back. To be honest with you, that's what I I, I don't want to get too much into the Everton thing. But I don't think Lampard was the right person for me. Um, but I do think Moyes will get a big job again. If it doesn't work out that time, I don't think it'll he'll get that second chance again. But I do think he'll get one what, more chance in a big club. What what type of club? I think someone like a Spurs or an art, someone who needs someone who comes in who's going to add a bit of toughness into the game because you, you look at Arsenal and Spurs, uh, Arsenal and Spurs, and the soft. That's how I describe them. The soft teams need someone to come in who's going to give them a bit of fight and a little bit of someone who's going to come in and bring in the type of players that David Moyes signs because David Moyes signs fighters and he's he's not going to ever come in and build teams that are going to win six and seven nil. But he'll come in and he'll build a team that'll outfight you and mm. not concede as many goals. And so I I think he'd be a good shout for like an Arsenal space. Interesting stuff. Um, so there you go. What about our game then, John? You want to get the first score prediction in? 2 0. 2 0. Yourself? 1 0. I think it's going to be a tough one, I think. Mm. After saying before, I think we can roll them over. Having discussed them a little bit more, I just think it's going to be. A navy game for us, but one that we'll get over the line. I think we're going to absolutely smash them. I think three 0 and we proved that the, there's a massive right. difference in the league table for a reason. You know, feels like we're we're teetering on the edge now of being that confident Liverpool side. You know, Salah's come back. Everything just seems to be going right, uh, which is probably why 
you know, that won't happen. Um, <laughs> because we can't have too much of a good thing. We've already supported the greatest football team in the history of football clubs. Um, they can't have us happy the whole season through as well. But I do think it's going to be 3-0 to Liverpool. Uh, I thank you very much for joining me. We've got some incredible content upcoming uh, on Redmen Plus, our streaming service, and on our YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that. But seriously, um, some, of the, some of the stuff that we've got planned in the build-up to the League Cup final is absolutely superb. We've got an incredible in conversation with uh, the man of the match last time. I'll ship it down and, 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 a, and a few more special little things. If you want to see what's going on on Redmen Plus, then check this out and get yourself signed up to the RedmenTV.com. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you all soon. Ta-ra. The League Cup final is nearly upon us. We're excited, you're excited, and we've got some incredible content upcoming on our streaming service, Redmen Plus. We've got an exclusive in conversation with the League Cup 2012 Man of the Match, Stuart Downing, talking through his memories of that day. We've got an incredible silverware stories featuring the likes of Sander Vesterveld, Emil Heskey, Darren Pearce of Birmingham, amongst others, looking back at that two 2001 League Cup victory as well as an incredible podcast series with the men who lived and covered each and every one of Liverpool's record-breaking eight League Cups so far. This is how you get excited for the League Cup. This is how you build up to a final and it's only available on Redmen Plus. www.theredmentv.com Get yourself signed up and get this content. It's incredible. 